Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Capitalist Investor. You got uh, the main team back together. As always, you got me, Diamond Hands D. We got Cool Hands Luke and Tony Z. What's up, boys? Yo. yo. Tony the Tiger. Nothing. I'm phasing it out. I think we need a new one. (laughs) I think we all need new ones at this point. Yeah, let's get new ones. We'll add that to the list. (laughs) I'm going to try to bring the energy today, guys. I've been up since 3 a.m., so see how this goes. Nice. What were you on uh, TV this morning? Yep. uh, Maria, 6 a.m. Nice. Solid. Fun time, dude. What would you guys talk about? Same thing we're probably going to talk about today. All right. We'll then lead it off. So, I mean, basically the topics for today, um, you know, what I had down was we had the you know, ba- best two days, basically, um, almost in history, coming off of two, two and a half percent days in the start of the fourth quarter, right? That, like, never happens. So we started off the quarter really well. Today, um, you know, the podcast comes out. Um, we do the podcast the day before it comes out. Today, it's uh, down about 2% today. So now we're selling off. No, it's not down 2 Down 2% okay. now. It's, wow. it's, it's giving it all back. Giving it all back. So my, one of the biggest topics we're going to talk about today is if we're going to be able to hold these levels or if this is truly just another bear market bounce, you know, getting 5% in two days, right? Um, the other thing we want to talk about is Elon Musk is closing on the Twitter deal. Apparently, he's, you know, taking the full 5420. Um, price offer apparently um, it's not official 100% yet but it looks like it's going to close so we'll talk about those two main things and you got to wait and see what the cancel topic is yep okay and I, I have some I have some things to say about baseball too hey. <laughs> the, the, you know the statistics come out you know I'm like I love numbers so anyway <laughs> uh, market was down what 9% in September and came back roaring first week of October up five six percent right so I get it Right. And, and, you know, is this a bear market bounce? Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of a loaded question because I, I like hearing other talking heads opinions. And when you're, when you're, you know, so I like watching the technical analysis because we can all turn on the TV and make our opinions on fundamental and, and items like that. But when you're looking at the technical, I think there's like Katie Stockton. She was on CNBC. I, I like listening to her. She's very, very, very knowledgeable. And, uh, you know, she said that we are 3636 was kind of the support level. I believe we're well above that, but that is the level of the S&P to take us lower. Well, that's where, that's where it peaked. That's where the S&P 500 peaked before COVID happened. So naturally resistance turns into support levels. Yep. So we're looking at support there and I believe we're above it. So we're safe for right now. Uh, I saw some other bearish type of people come back and say, hey, we're at the lower bands of like the NASDAQ on a quarterly basis. So honestly, at the end of the day, I feel that this last quarter will be positive uh, from this point going forward. Yeah, we got off to a nice two-day start. Even with today's backwards movement, we're, we're positive three. You know, we'll just call it positive three or four percent. But I, I, I feel that that is – there's going to be – I hate this – this good news or bad news is good news stuff. I, I just, you know, like people are hoping the economy gets bad so that, you know, the, the, the fed stops hiking rates and tapering and pivoting. And, and I mean, there's just that you don't want bad news. They, they messed up and they're trying to fix it and it's just <laughs> making things more expensive. And 
we don't want it's going to take too long to ramp up this. What are we going to do if we get bad news? Print another ten trillion dollars and lower <laughs> rates back to zero percent? Yeah, and I then mean, we don't have an economy. We don't have a, U.S. doesn't exist fifteen years from now. Like <laughs> bad news is bad news, and right. good news is bad news at this point. Right? right? I mean, There's they're, no they're, such thing as bad news. They're, as they're trying news. to you know suffocate demand. Yeah. And, and and it's going to come at the cost of jobs, slow growth, and elevated prices. These are just things that we're trying to get the prices unelevated. But let's face it, it takes a long time. Our cycle, our economic cycle is way too big and too long. Well, just real quick, I, I want to go off of your uh, prediction this quarter, right? You say you think it's going to be slightly positive, right? Um, I pulled a chart, actually, taking a look at the S&P 500 after two consecutive days of 2.5% gains. And it's interesting. I'm going to go through this real quick, but it's basically coin flip chance if it's going to be negative or positive. Um, three months later, 2008, is six, uh, minus 16% after two 2.5% days, minus 17%, minus 17%, minus 30%. 2002 is 9.9% positive. 2000 is 2.7% positive. Um, go back to the 1980s, it was coin flip chance, positive or negative. But it looks like it's pretty sporadic. There's no set trend after two, two and a half. I think what it really, I, so, I think what it really says yeah. is it two positive two and a half days usually come after bad times, yeah. right? Because you're getting a nice big 5% snap back real quick. I think what that tells you is just how much uncertainty is in the market. We, the market doesn't know what to price in right now. Right. It well, doesn't know what multiple to put on the market, what earnings are going to look like. I mean, when I mean September was down nine percent. Half of that came in one day. The market was down five percent the yeah. one day, and then it proceeded to go down another three percent the next three or four days after that. Yeah, I thought we were going to hit the circuit week. breakers. It was a bad week. Um, but all right, I mean, you want to talk charts? Here's another chart. So the S and P has been down nine times since 1950, and only one time has the market not rebounded. Now, 25% is a is an arbitrary number. The average down pull is about 37.6%. So could there be more pain to come? Sure. But after we hit that 25% level, uh, the, the average gain after that is 21%. Unfortunately, if you lose 25%, you need 33 to get back to even. So we're not quite back to even. Yeah. But there is there's hope that there can be a positive rebound from this point going forward. And and you mentioned like the last two days are the best five day or the best two days in whatever amount of time. That just goes back to you can't timing the market. Since 2008. 2008. Like timing the market is not a good job. It, you know, time in the market is better than timing the market. Who would have thought that thing would have ripped 5% in two days? It's just if you would have been sitting on the sidelines after, after being down 5%, you would have lost. I mean, you would have just locked in those losses. So using the S&P 500 it was up uh, 5.7% in the first two days and it's down about 1.6 uh in the morning on Wednesday so is all of that gain just specifically tied to what i'm seeing is the available jobs number reducing by um, about 1.5 million jobs i believe the open jobs is around 10 million right now um, is that really the only piece of data that was used for this rally? Um, because I think what everyone is saying is that, well, when the jobs, you know, when, when there's 
dings in the job market, that's when the Fed is going to have to pause. But is that really a ding in the job market when there's still 10 million available jobs and the unemployment rate is, what, 3.7% now? Well, I think the market rally was on Monday. Um, China's bank, central bank, came out with like a 25 basis point hike or something rather than 50. That's what the market rallied on because yeah. it, it thought that the Federal Reserve was going to have to pivot or pause I, I believe, right? because I of the central Europe, banks. You know, they, they're quantitative easing too. They're, they're yeah, doing it, the same thing. Well, it was one of the – I can't remember off the top of my head if it was China or Europe, but one of them didn't hike as much as it was supposed to, as it was expected, right? Mm-hmm. So that was what happened over the past couple of days. And then this morning, you see two things happen. You had OPEC come out and say that they're cutting supply by 2 million barrels a day. And we are in a point where winter's coming. It's going to get cold out. Um Natural gas is typically used to heat houses. However, when natural gas is high, people resort to coal and oil. That means higher demand for oil in the wintertime, right? So you're cutting supply while demand's going up over the next couple months. Gas prices might go up to the all-time highs um, since, you know, highest we've ever seen them, right? And that's also happening. Real quick, you got to think of the background. Why did OPEC do this? Well, we're in a recessionary environment. Growth is slowing. They want oil companies want to keep making profits, especially because they didn't make profits a year and a half ago. So basically what they're doing is slashing the supply so they can keep the profits high while every American, every person in the world continues to hurt. Well, let's see what the White House does now, because they were <laughs> they were touting on how gas prices were coming down, saying, hey, Joe's here for you, man. We got some we got gas, lower prices, working our butt off here. We're, you know, pillaging the, the reserves to get you lower prices. Did and you now- see the reserves? How much is left? He's he's pillaging. Yeah, he's pillaging him. Well, that's why gas is going to go back up. Yeah, and I don't know, man. Like, and now they're now you know the White House, the the press secretary's funny. You know, whoever they're rolling out there these days, but <laughs> Jesus, you know, um, <laughs> just everything's okay. <laughs> He's doing a great job no, fixing it's it. It's not even that. They can't talk. They talk in circles. Yeah, it's terrible. It, but anyway, like they were blaming the pandemic, the war, supply chain. Like where was that one, like six weeks ago when you were saying, look at me and flexing. <laughs> exactly. Here, man. <laughs> That, that, I don't know if there's a worse punishment than being forced to watch the White House press briefings every single day, every minute of it. That sounds completely awful. I could imagine being a reporter <laughs> oh like my there, God, this, asking questions, yeah. <laughs> like knowing that your question is not going to get answered. Yeah. Could you imagine doing that as a job? <laughs> yeah, it, it must be horrible. It's like, we're going to ask you a question about something that clearly happened on video, and then you're going to deny that it happened. <laughs> I mean, like that's the whole entire press conference every single day. I mean, get, get gas, like energy prices are going to go through the roof. The, the the Nord Stream was destroyed, sabotaged, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You know, you got, you know, all those conspiracy theories by who did it. You know, Russia's like, oh, imagine that, you know, and you got somebody saying it was the United States. That's I, I heard some podcast on Bloomberg. Yeah. Yeah. That's bananas. That they came <laughs> out and said that. But. Europe's paying 600 bucks a month for energy right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're about it, to be doing something like that. It could be. It could be because we turned everything off. And and I think it's going to get really bad before it gets better right now. And I, I'm actually worried, worried about it um, because this. uh this new regime is just anti-fossil fuels and, and and just turning the switch off you can't do it man like you, you just can't do it like this look i'm not going to be a conspiracy guy but 
everything's fallen into place for a lot of bad things to happen, right? You got Russia, Ukraine started all off. You have now OPEC slashing supply costs. That's going to screw over mainly U.S. and really all the world. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the still China-Taiwan situation that hasn't figured itself out yet. Yeah, Russia, so what, the, you know, like that's North the Korea's lobbing missiles again. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. but did I say a couple weeks ago? Like, hey, ne- never heard from that guy lately, <laughs> right? I'm North just Korea. saying everything's like, fallen into place for countries to start taking advantage of the U.S. Absolutely. And uh, I think that's what a lot of co- uh, countries want. Weakness is what our administration is showing right now. It's bananas. So... All right, man. I'm off my soapbox. I just. All right. So <laughs> here to fix it note. all, Elon Musk is uh, apparently buying Twitter again. So, um, <clears throat> you know, it, it seems like they were in litigation and you know, it seems like this is what he wanted to have happen the whole time. Um, but it's pretty obvious if you go on Twitter nowadays that, you know, the spam and the bots are, you know, <laughs> running things. Um and I think that's really what what held the the deal up uh, on Elon buying Twitter. Um, and it looks like now he and it's not, definitely not official. Um, it sounded like it was official when it came out yesterday, but it, it, it is not officially official. Um, but it sounds like Elon has agreed to um, you know close the deal at fifty four twenty. As he should. As he should. He came to the table. I'm making an offer. Accepted. Oh, never mind. You you can't do that. You know, like as she should, he should buy it, you know, and probably make it hopefully makes it a better platform, you know, and and, and if he does a good job, he'll he'll reap his reward. But you can't just because your name's Elon Musk and things like that. Like you can't just flip flop on on a a huge billion, multi-billion dollar deal like that. That, I I think this would be cool because most of social media tech companies, they are. Very left-leaning in a lot of ways. Um, you talk about censorship. You can talk about what agendas, narratives people push on these platforms, right? Um, at least we have some, you know, somebody now that's at least in the middle slash maybe even right um, of center to some extent. Pro-capitalism, pro-free speech, um, libertarian at heart. I think Elon Musk is a true libertarian. Um, so it's kind of cool to have somebody that owns now a platform or will own a platform that will be able to advocate free speech and this libertarian value. So, I mean, yeah. I think that's the coolest part about it. Um, they, first, they, they said he'll likely, uh, you know, lift the, the ban on, on Donald Trump, but Trump's like, I don't know if I'll return. Like that's, that's <laughs> a typical answer right there. <laughs> Don, <from> the Don. <laughs> good old Don. Um, no, you but still check him out on truth social or whatever, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. But, you know, I, I think this comes – I think a lot of the chain of events that's happened really the past couple months, you know, I think what he offered to take the, uh, over Twitter I think back in April or May. Mm-hmm. So this has been going on about five or six months now at this point. Um, I think the past couple months kind of kicked Elon in the ass a little bit to buy this because – and offer the full price because I, I think Elon Musk, if you remember his tweet from like a week ago – or a couple of days ago, he said something about he tweeted something about Russia and Ukraine, like how we should just come to a solution because if not, we're risking nuclear war, we're risking like people dying. So I think that he realizes, and one of the reasons he's buying Twitter is as a platform to kind of push 
you know, people to be better people and mm-hmm. to try to you know make this world a better place. I think that's really why he's buying this thing. Uh, yeah, he's going to get it for data. Maybe he's going to do crazy stuff with it 10 years from now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, use the data to maybe make not new companies. But if, it, but if he's a libertarian, though, so like I'm just I'll play ad, devil's advocate on it. If he's going to if he's going to like make the world a better place, well, the world is also full of bad people. Yeah. So do they get the right to it's put their propaganda on Twitter? It's full of bad people. But also, as a libertarian at heart, he's also frustrated with government intervention and governments pushing agendas, right? So you have Russia, Ukraine, like a lot of that's government-led, right, Putin? I mean, that's all government intervention there. Uh, people, most people in Russia, my, and from my research, don't want to be involved in the whole Ukraine situation. So that's an example of how he wants to limit <clears throat> government intervention and give more power to the people, which Twitter does. I agree. I agree. And I think from a recent tweet that I saw, I think that's kind of his vision is to kind of give it back to the people, kind of like Bane in uh, the third Batman. <laughs> <For> the <people>. <laughs> and <laughs> we give it back to you, the people. Um, so we'll see if that actually works out. But, um, you know. I'm skeptical. <laughs> Let's just say that. You know, it's obvious you going on any social media platform that it's not uh, it's it's very filtered for whatever that company wants you to see and that's the frustrating part because <laughs> the the media uh, as, as a whole I think it's obviously pretty filtered on on what you see. Um even, you know, the local news. Um if I turn on my TV and, and it's on it's it's um it's interesting the topics that that they talk about, and that's for sure. So this should be a, a good, pretty good way, uh, at least to get momentum moving back in the other direction. So, and that's what we need right now: yeah. momentum in the other direction. Absolutely. All right. Uh, all right. You want to get to the canceled part of the the segment today? Absolutely. So, once you. All right. So all right. So I know where I know where we're gonna go, but I'm just gonna say really quick. I mentioned it before on how you know the White House is canceling their <laughs> touting of keeping energy low, lower because <laughs> they are now not taking credit for it going back up. So, you know, let's, uh, let's cancel being, uh, you know, two faced <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, all right. So what, what, what's the, what was the story with the Atlanta Braves? So they're going through something very similar to the, what the Indians went through. They're getting like a lot of pushback and a lot of backlash for, um, their name, the Atlanta mm-hmm. Braves. And I think they do something along the lines of like a tomahawk thing. They chant like, mm-hmm. do like a little tomahawk. They but, do it. The Chiefs do it. But, and the Seminole, the well, Florida State Seminoles. Well, it's it. interesting though. Apparently there's some money involved. Am I mistaken on that? Yes, it is. So the Seminoles, I mean, they, they roll out. A guy on a horse and flaming arrows and stuff and and it is it is on. Yeah. Why? Because so they are getting paid. The the <laughs> Indians are getting paid from Florida State to represent that. I wonder if that's happening in Atlanta. I I don't know. I I, I think it's I think it's a different situation because of Florida State. The Seminoles, obviously, the Seminole Nation is you know like a a tribe i yeah. guess um same thing with the blackhawks i just thought yeah. of that the, mm-hmm. the the chicago blackhawks are the, the they'll never change that because the you know now wasn't there tomahawk like clan wasn't there like tribe tomahawks I, maybe i'm wrong 
I don't know. I don't know much. I'm not a history for, for buff. For the Cleveland Indians? No, the Braves. Like, since they do the oh, Tomahawk yeah. thing, I wonder the if there's a Tomahawk, job. like, if that's a, uh, maybe a culture or a, uh, no. any reservation in that area. No. <laughs> no. Well, the, the, the chop? No. Yeah, 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 I didn't know that, that has something a, to no. do with it. Yeah, Absolutely that's not. Just the <laughs> that, that's the Americanized sport. sports fan well, version yeah. of what you a know, beer, a Native American person does. A beer-induced... Anyway, it's still frustrating, though, that they're still, you know... But, I mean, the Indians had to do it, or at least they did do it. I wonder if the Braves are going to end up changing their name because, mm-hmm. or their whole kind of structure of what they stand for, right? It's just, again, when you get down this path, it's a touchy subject. You c- technically can offend anybody. Yeah. Everyone can be offended in some way or safe, shape, or form, right? And the question to ask yourself, is, is this... Is this something that truly offends, you know, Native Americans? Like, is it? I would say, I don't know. I'm I not, mean, if, if I, their I got, tribe is getting paid, like, <laughs> like you're not going to see those protests in, in Chicago for the Blackhawks games. Except if the people that's saying, oh, that offends me. And, the, you know, maybe you have the Indian tribes coming out like, put your sign down. You're ruining my, tra- my gravy train here. You don't see any Native Americans out there protesting. It's, every, it's everybody else. <laughs> like... I don't know. I've never seen Native Americans protesting the Indian's name. Like anyone that was was Native no, that, American. That, I mean, that has happened. <clears throat> was it the, the yeah opening day? There yeah, was opening always, day. Always. There was always very small protests. Uh, you know, and this is a long time ago. You know, from childhood memories, I just remember them always being on the news and it always being like a group gotcha. of like fifteen or twenty people. Um, so yeah, you know, it's. It's a it's a difficult uh, debate. I think you know. I I don't think Chief Wahoo was that difficult of a decision to make. Quite honestly, um, but where does it where does it stop? You know where 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 does it? Um, when is it? You know, offensive versus celebrating. You know, sure uh, celebrating it, or at least you know you, keeping some history. Right. Exactly. Right. But you know, I think I think they're about to get canceled. I think the Braves are definitely going to have to change their name. Well, the Washington Redskins had to change their name, right? It's yeah. not Washington Football Club, right? Yep, yeah. that's it. The, the, Actually, the you commanders. see those throw, throw. Oh yeah, the Commanders. Is it commanders, yeah. Is it yeah. commanders? <laughs> well, what about the what about the Cavs? Like the Cavaliers? Is that like related to you know Christopher Columbus and how he's getting canceled and like? Uh-huh. I don't know. Like, wh- where does it where does it end? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> exactly. No. So essentially, I hope the Cavs don't chase because I like their gear. The, the end goal, I think, for a lot of these left-wing agendas, to be honest, is to have no labels, no names at all. It, it will be the Washington Football Club, the Pittsburgh Football Club. Like the Indian or the Indians or the, the Guardians will be the Indians baseball team or the Cleveland baseball team. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's the end goal for a lot of these left wing agendas is, you know, they don't want to gender. You can talk about that. You can talk about, you know, uh, you know, uh, labels as in like jobs, CEOs, things like that. They want to do with titles like that because it puts people above and below people. Like that's, that's kind of what they, they want. Yeah. Like, uh, like I said, it, I think it just comes down to money. Like the Florida State Seminoles are getting paid from Florida State to use their name. And if you just have somebody that's offended, that's not even Indian, coming up and protesting, like, what do you have? Like, a bunch of Indians saying, put your, you know, what do they do? Protest against the protesters saying, put your signs down. We're getting, we're, we're, don't mess up my gravy train here. Technically, you could do that. That's, I think, that's yeah, all right I mean, as Americans. It's just craziness and that's probably how the indians got their name changed was they agreed to do that after they got awarded the all-star game <laughs> you know <laughs> probably. and that was what two three years ago yep um 
So anyway, last thing I want to talk about is uh, Aaron Judge's uh, quote-unquote historic 60-second home run. Um, I, I don't really pay attention to baseball that much anymore, but I felt like this story was like forced on us um, as a way to basically anoint him as the new home run king and basically completely ignore the quote-unquote steroid era um, with the best baseball players I've ever seen. Like they're not on steroids now. (laughs) I mean... All right. Well, I mean, I'm just going to say it. Like, the New York Yankees, they got a short porch, man. (laughs) (laughs) They they do. Honestly, that's what I think. Like, that that is a home run park. Period. In yeah. my, I'm just going to say what it is. But funny statistic, Maris hit 61 home runs in 1961, and it's been 61 years since that record has been broken. Interesting. Uh, that is pretty impressive. I saw that yesterday. I'm like, <laughs> I, I pieced that together myself. Yeah. Huh. Nice. Anyway. Well, they might not be doing steroids. They're just doing a ton of creatine and pre-workout before games. You know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I, it's something. They're, 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 they're still performance enhancing. Maybe they get away. You, to get you still got to make contact. You still have to have oh, the power absolutely. to hit the There's ball. There's a skill. Like, don't yeah, get me wrong to it. But I don't know why. Why would you try to bury that, that era? That's part of history. You know, and back in the 70s, you look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. You look at... Um, you know, uh, the guy who played Hawk, what's his name? I'm, I just was watching Fregno. Fregno, yeah. You look at all these big bodybuilders, like, that's a, that's a, that's what's a defining part of history. Bruce Banner is this, is, oh, um, Bruce the name Banner. of the show. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, that's a defining part of history. I, again, yeah. it just frustrates me we're getting rid of an era that, I mean, people didn't, honestly, I don't, people didn't know the science. An era that saved then. baseball. Like, baseball was coming off a strike. Yeah. Everyone hated baseball. And that home run chase, Got everyone back in. People really wanted did. to. Th- people want to watch people throw really damn hard, and they want to see people hit really far balls. Like know? like right. Barry Bonds when he hit a home run was always going into the river, like right. whatever the bright the river next to their stadium. I mean, you might see two or three balls this year. It was appointment like, television, man. When when they came up at the end of the season, everyone was watching. Yes, and uh, quite frankly, like I don't think anyone really cared that much about the sixty-two. And it, like, it's a big deal. It, it should be celebrated, uh, especially in today's era where I don't think the averages are as high and are, are many as many home runs are hit. But I feel like that wasn't what they were trying to get at. I feel yeah. like they were trying to say, okay, here's your new home run king, and, you know, that sure. is that. Well, congratulations to Aaron Judge. Yeah, he well absolutely. Deserved. He's a beast. Absolutely. So, absolutely. He deserves yeah, no it. doubt. When he hit that home run, they were showing the replay, and, and somebody, call him, call him smart or not smart, <laughs> but he, in case that person bobbled the ball, he was going to be below because there was a space between the fence and, like, where the stands are. Mm-hmm. And he's just some dude just, like, <laughs> leap down there. I'm like, I wonder if he's got two broken legs today. But. <laughs> Apparently that ball is worth $2 million or more. Yep. Like, I don't understand that at yeah, all. I, I saw something <laughs> where, like, the 61 was going to be worth $3 million, yep. and now 62 is worth something. I'm, I mean, I can understand that. I remember Mark McGuire when he hit his – what is it, 70? What, what did it, he yeah, something like that. And all, all the guy wanted was a signed ball, a signed bat, and to meet Mark McGuire. Mm-hmm. And Mark's like, F you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the guy ended up a month later selling it for $3 million. Yeah. So, I Actually, mean, so if you guys want just, any retirement plans, just go to a baseball game, stay in the right field, left field, yeah. and get lucky. Well, I think they, I think they, the, the prices were jacked up 5 to 10x in the, in the, mm-hmm. You yeah. know, specifically the left field. Yeah. Uh, waiting for that because of that. 
Supply and demand. One, one guy, I think, bought the entire section in the one game out of town or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, that how much awesome. money? Did 50 grand to buy out the section? I have no idea. I mean, that's not it's a bad risk reward proposition <laughs> if you it's got like an extra 50 grand laying ticket. around. But yeah, I don't I just. Barry Bonds is the best baseball player I've ever seen. And Roger Clemens is the best pitcher I've ever seen. Yep. Um, and the fact that. Major League Baseball thinks that they can just strike those people from the record and no one's going to get upset about it is is ridiculous. It really is. And the baseball writers who write about it are the most crazy people I've ever seen in my whole entire life. It's it's really one of the main reasons that I don't watch baseball anymore. Just Major League Baseball just saying, hey, fans, I don't give a shit if you guys come to this game or not because we're all getting paid. That, That was the conversations on all the lockouts. Um, it's just really just become ridiculous and, and it's sad because baseball, I used to watch baseball every single day and it's just, it's just deteriorated so far yeah. and so fast. It's, yeah. it's kind of disappointing. And in the playoffs that like are scheduled this year. Mm-hmm. So the Indians will be playing on Friday. Guardians. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> my bad. Still not canceled in my brain, I guess. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, they are playing on Friday yet. They won their division. So the way they have this thing tuned up now is even the division winner has to play a, a you know, a wild card team. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, you know, why they weird. had to add two more teams, you know, like the, the one wild card team should have been playing the best person and we probably would have been playing the Yankees. So I guess be careful what you ask for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there's a little sports talk for you there at the end. Uh, But thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, hit us up at info at swpconnect.com, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in the podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any investment, legal, financial, or tax strategy. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. Please consult a qualified professional about your individual needs.